cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored, jaw dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul is awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on, gentlemen. Well, welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show. I'm your host, Brad Wozni. Joined once again, actually two days after the one-year anniversary of our first Trinity show with these incredible heroic men, the Commander-in-Chief of Australia, former Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Bosi, leader of Australia One Party, and uh, Dave Guru Graham as well. Stop the rot, sack the lot, get those Nazis out of here. But literally... It's not from vigilante standpoint, folks. Everything we say comes from peace and from a law and order and those rules. And so honored to be here with these men tonight for me, the morning for them, because obviously they're in Oz. And as a Canadian who's also lived 20 roughly years of his adult life in America with a lot of friends and family and loved ones in America, I've been staying very fortunate and touched to some of the people in that freedom movement trade some uh, chats with uh, Lee Dundas the last few days. Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky had him on the show, Norman Traversy, a couple of others by phone call. So we're going to do a worldwide update as much as we can. But first, let's go over to these fine gentlemen to introduce themselves to all of you who might be new to this show or you're watching this on their platforms as well. Make sure you hit thumbs up, subscribe, wherever platform you're seeing too. Cabal doesn't like us talking about this. So you know what to be dangerous. They certainly don't. They don't like me yeah. sharing your stuff either, Brad. I can tell you, mate, I have a lot of trouble on Telegram getting stuff yeah. out. But uh, anyway, Rick, uh, give an introduction yeah. to who we are and what we're doing or you're doing, and then I'll do mine. All right. Well, I'll do introduce quickly. I'm just a simple soldier and days of concrete from Wollongong. <laughs> I wear cufflinks and he doesn't wear shoes. And yet we're brothers from a different mother. <laughs> That's great. We are, it's just brilliant. Anyway, my background. Uh, quarter of a century in the Australian Army, uh, Special Ops Lieutenant Colonel, finished up there, um, and 20 uh, plus years in, oh, 23, four years now in business as well, a bit of an overlap, as you can tell. And currently, the reason I'm here, uh, National Leader of Australia One, political organisation, our objective is to save the country. Yep, absolutely. And he also forgot that he wrote this amazing book called... Greatness awaits you, right? And literally says here, the five pillars of leadership, real leadership, actually. Yeah. Depending on who you're looking at today and how they identify as a leader or not. We're talking about a real leader right here. So definitely grab the book. And it is right below the description on the Sovereign Soul Show to get Rick's book, who also just had a wonderful discussion on Hero's Journey with the lovely Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. Awesome soul that she is as well. Dave, my good man. 
wearing some shoes or not. No, I'm not actually. No, I got no <laughs> shoes on, mate. <laughs> yeah, right now. I'm barefoot. <laughs> no cufflinks, see, no cufflinks, no, nothing. Copper, a copper ring around my arm, guys. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are our cufflinks, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly, bro. Copper you bracelet. Know, look, guys, I'm just, uh, I'm just an Aussie that was, um, is very humbled to be picked by the good Lord to, um, open my big mouth and, um, turn up at, uh, <laughs> At um, you know, Australia's first big uh, get together with two million people, and um, and yeah, you could say Rick and I probably had a big bit to do with that. The whole Australian freedom movement did at that time, you know what I mean. But certainly, we all come together and brought, you know, we got two million people into the city, and um, you know, we had uh, the typical thing, guys. We had infiltration, and um, you know, the the yeah. you know, we had oh look, all sorts of stuff you wouldn't want to know about, but you will know about one day. But yeah, we had stage stage hijackings and different things you know what i mean and um but from there guys i, I learned i met mr Bosey down here um at that particular event and i remember the first time actually i met up with rick and um they weren't going to let me or rick up on stage and and how i actually got me and rick up on stage is i rang him in the crowd and went where are you Bose? and he went oh i'm over here near the flags right so i come over and then his <laughs> wife's um rhiannon's in a wheelchair so we took that wheelchair and we pushed out. We didn't have to push yeah. our ways, but it was like the Red Sea. As Mr. Bosey come through, the crowds just parted. <laughs> hey, Rick, yeah. we pushed our way up the stage. Security was trying to keep me out of there. You know what I mean? They don't want me up there, man. I'm a truther. And Rick the same. So, um, and we actually had to force our way up that day. Like, not force, but we had to. What happened? We went that far up to where we were supposed to be that the crowd then noticed what me and Bosey were doing and started the chant. And there was nothing they yeah. could do about it. You know what I mean? So me and Bozy are up against, um, let's just say, Australia, guys. All right. We got a lot of people with us, but we haven't got a very intact freedom um, leaders movement. And me and Rick are telling you not to follow any of us leaders. All right. Be part of A1. Go and do your gig. You know, if you want to, that's the, the best party you can be in in Australia. But we want every single one of you people to be your own leader. And that's how we're going to march forward and do what we got to do, guys. So have we got high profiles? Yeah. But we're just another blade of grass, all right? And um, as we all come together, as we know, we create a lawn, and that's all we're doing, guys. But you, as we've just shown here in Australia, Brad, I put out on Tuesday night, yep. I I give it to Rip Curl, and I'm going to do a video later. I'm going to burn some board shorts and stuff later, you know, because Rip Curl's gone woke, all right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, so we hit them on, on Tuesday we're night. The ones on, that me. Okay. Yeah, and on Tuesday later that night, what's trending on Twitter? Huh. <laughs> Fuck you, Rip Curl. You know what I mean? And we had it trending after the show. Then we got people sending videos where they're burning their gear for Rip Curl. So we had a guy in Indonesia. I'm on to people in Hawaii. Yeah. So that just showed the actual, um, the reach, the, the, little, the little channel yeah. called Stop the Rot, Sack the Lot, which gets mirrored onto A1. You know, they share our stuff. We share their stuff. But it just shows you the reach that the two of us have got combined. Um, internationally and around Australia is incredible, mate. When we ask people to act and react, they react and we get stuff done. So again, thank you to all the Australian patriots. You, you know, yep. our crew and our family between Rick and myself are uh, just the duck's guts, mate. You couldn't get better people. Rick's is a political SAS party. You know what I mean? And mine's just a, yeah, no shoes wearing freedom party. You know, that's it. Yeah, but we're, we're going the same thing as you now, Brad. We're going to go to peaceful assemblies. Get rid of this protest. Get rid of this rally. Right? They are peaceful assemblies for the people, and we need to get that 
that sort of um yeah wording into the Australian movement, I think. Yeah. So go on, Brad. Yeah, there you go. Well, it really pissed me off about Rip Crow because they're the only shorts that I can wear because I, I have skier thighs, you know, being a Polish guy, Polish, Ukrainian, French descent. I got these big, th big thighs that I can never find jeans that really fit. I always have to get them custom made. As crazy as <laughs> it is. So F you, Rip Curl, because you put a dent in it. Billabong doesn't work. Or, you know, and Visa, Visa came out with all of their crap and they're all synthetic with poofas in it, right? And poofas are what they spray in the synthetics and the inner linings, like Lululemon has done this. And I'm actually quoting science and studies that have proven this with Lululemon, all that yoga gear, as well as some of the other synthetics found in Under Armour too, I understand, to sterilize the men and the women. So yep. guess what? You know, when the women are doing yoga and they're bouncing up and down, guess what warm area gets going? And it allows for absorption of the sterilization of those synthetic fibers. So yeah, I definitely don't want to support Visa because they're like, ah, recycled and they're all sustainable and woke. So um, we're just going to have to create our own. That's what I really love about you gentlemen and your party. And especially down where you guys are, you're close to Japan and in World War II, there was a statement in World War II, they would say Ganbaru. And Ganbaru means to stand firm. Never, 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 ever surrender and do better than your best. In 28 years after World War II ended, there was a Japanese soldier, true story, they're probably going to do a book yep. on it someday, that was discovered in the jungles. I believe it was the Philippines. Somebody might quote uh, uh, Philippines. They found him. And he was going to fight to the death. He already knew the war was over, but he was living Ganbaru. And they had, hunters had to surround him and take him by force and capture him. And peacefully, without harming the mango, I mean, it's literally over, you know, but this is what he was living. However, we're at a time where that mantra is absolutely key for this spiritual war, which has been waged, <clears throat> has to be the war to end all wars on the planet and in this galaxy and it's up to all of us where we go on we go all is galactic as jfk said yet everybody has to stand up so i love the fact you're talking about peaceful assembly religious assembly we just had it in ottawa with norman traversy and the Daisy media chris Daisy media they're live streaming because it's the second year anniversary last saturday in ottawa of the freedom convoy right and norman traversy 2003 minted hero firefighter governor general's award right and he's there he was the head recipient pat king knows him right they know each other very well recipient norman was thanked by trump because in 2018 he sued trudeau criminally and he also sued the rcmp criminally for sex trafficking fraud and treason in 2018 and norman delivered the evidence to the american consulate in ottawa and briefed them and then delivered the evidence to the Mexican consulate in Ottawa and briefed them in 2020 and received a thank you letter from Trump with all of that criminal evidence. So Norman's there and here they are peacefully assembling at Parliament Hill, waving Canadian flags with fuck Trudeau and up comes bylaw enforcement. And there's maybe 20 people with Norman and Chris Stacey media waving the flags, peaceful singing, right? Beautiful, lovely, peaceful, saying prayer, and a dozen of the Gestapo Ottawa police come over with the bylaw to write them tickets and take their signs and tear it down. And one guy runs in, another citizen, we don't know who he is, but he's on camera, rides up in a bicycle, smashes into Crazy Stacy Media and on camera, and this is streamed everywhere. I think it was 1.8 million views in the last 48 hours. 
The guy says to Chris Dacey Media, Patriot, Canadian, peaceful, loving, says, I'm going to fucking kill you. The, the cop is standing two feet away. This is a game that has been played out from Australia. You know it well. New South Wales Health Minister wrapped up 50,000-year children to force vaccinate and kill them in a soccer stadium, just like the Nazis did, right? At least he's finally being investigated, but we have to look at those children, and they're doing it everywhere. And so this is why we have to stand up. This is why we have to Ganbaru. This is why it's my life, and that's it. It's freedom for the kids worldwide. We know this will never happen again. That's it, full stop. That's when I stop, and that's when these two gentlemen stop. So we're, we're grateful to have all of you present from around the world. And before I uh, send it back to you, gentlemen, for updates in the last few weeks of what's been going on in, in both of your camps in Australia, you know, Norman called me two hours ago and he said, Brad, you wouldn't believe it. I have the, the leader of the peaceful French resistance called me and he wants to unite all of the leaders and the heads of the peaceful freedom assembly rallies around the world. And we're looking at France and Germany with hundreds of thousands of farmers and truckers and the cabbies in Paris have joined in, in that protest to stop the globalists and to end it. And those people standing up. So now we have the French resistance calling a retired, kicked out retired firefighter in Ottawa who had, they've made seven assassination attempts on his life. And he's like, I'm sitting in my condo and the leader of the French resistance calls me and says, we need to get everybody together. So that's what we're gonna do. And this is part of it. Gentlemen, over to you. Rick, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're on mute, Rick, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did we have something found like that in um, New Guinea, Rick, or am I wrong and it was the Philippines? I'm not saying it wasn't the Philippines, but didn't we find a, a Jap up in the New Guinea Highlands? It, uh, I don't know if it was New Guinea Highlands. I thought, sorry, I should know this. This is my this is my wheelhouse, and I'm <laughs> I'm desperately trying to go through the archives in my head, but so long ago. I thought it might have been in uh, the Dutch East Indies, uh, Indonesia now. Uh, but we will. I'll tell you what. I'll do some research while you give people the update in Australia, and we, we can bring them up to speed. Okay. All right. Well, the update in Australia, guys. I'm just going to spit it out here, Rick. Because eh? the update is the sixth of February, so maybe I should just talk about it again, Rick, internationally. What do you reckon? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have a comment, which will be slightly. As... Yeah. No, you go for your life, Dave, and then okay. I'll have a, a perspective on it, which will be slightly. Unusual, as you've come to expect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what we got going on, guys, the um, the truckers of um, or the tractor farmers and that, Brad, in Australia, uh, are going to come together on the 6th in um, oh. Canberra. Okay. okay. Now, we do have other people coming in. We've got renewable energies now going down there. Now we've got a Palestinian um, so-called coming in at the same time. So going to be very interesting. Now, to give you guys a rundown around the world, this is the same as every other country, all right? And um, I'm not saying anyone's corrupt. I'm just going to put out the facts. So we have um, a gentleman called Barnaby Joyce in Queensland, ex-politician, uh, divorced his wife a couple of years ago, as I remember, you know, not no much, not much longer. Um, still lives on 7,000 hectare of the prime land you can ever get, you know what I mean? Most beautiful, luscious land. Still got yeah. plenty of money. Now, this is a guy who's... Um, putting together the little rally or whatever you would call it um, for the tractor people and the farmers down in um, Canberra. Now, to me, guys, this smells that um, the rest of the world's going off with their tractors and their farmers and that. 
So what do you do if Australia goes to stand up? Well, you get someone to stand up and take control of it, don't you, Barnaby Joyce? I presume that's what you're doing, Barnaby. I'm asking the question. So now what we have is we have a a so-called protest here in Australia that's going on. They're going to park up on the lawns. But what we've got is a controlled environment, Brad. So we've got someone controlling it so they can only do the amount of damage they want it to do. It'll have no mainstream media coverage. And it's no one like me talking. It's all politicians. Yeah. So again, it's been wrapped in, you know. So what we're going to do... like the Tucker Carlson in Canada, by the way. We'll get to that. Yeah. So what we're going to do... We we had a chat the other night, you know, on a space, and we thought, right, this is what we'll, we may as well give it out. I don't care. Um, but, yeah, what we're going to do is we are going to – the people that want to go down there, all right, are going to turn up. Why? Because we feel that to let the farmers know we're standing with them, all right, is a good thing, okay? But also we don't believe or want to hear from the frigging politicians on stage. So we're probably going to head down there, grab a nice little posse in front of a stage somewhere, we will be very respectful and quiet. We will get on with the uh, the tractor people and that. But when the politicians start talking shit, we're just going to turn our backs and just turn away from them. And then when that politician finishes, we'll front, front up again. And as soon as the Greg guy starts talking shit, which they will, within about 60 seconds of opening up their mouth, they can't help it, and we'll just turn our backs again. So there are people that want to go there. So I'm going to be the link between the people that want to go there and maybe getting, you know, a little bit of coordination so we can make it as effective as we can whilst we're down in the Vipers pit. Now, a lot of these farmers, as you know, Brad, they work from four, they get up at four in the morning, they work till seven at night, they have their tea, they watch the ABC news, they go to bed, they get up at four o'clock in the morning. So they're uneducated. So we're not saying they're to blame for being railroaded, but we want to go down there and be able to start the communication to let them know that, they need educating that there's a lot bigger things going on than what your little movement here is being controlled into. So yeah. that's the idea of our crowd going down there to mingle, be a part and try and get some inf honest information out to these people who have got no idea really about what's going on. They're getting yeah, some media blackout the too. They're getting squeezed by this, by that, but they don't yeah. know what's going on outside of their own little like hectare properage because they never leave it. So I think it's a, a great chance for the people that want to turn up there to turn up there and be useful in a proactive um, thing, which is educate the farmers on what's really going on. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Now Rick's going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, what Dave is saying is, is correct. And there's a, there's a, a large. Uh, What's the message going out to the movement around the planet? We must coalesce. We must come together. Don't criticise anybody in the movement. We've got to come together. This is this moment. Let's stand shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Do I agree we've got to come together? You bet. Do I agree we've got to do what we've got to do? Absolutely. Do I believe that we should follow the Masonic filth, as Dave said, the way they do it, is they see where the parade is, jump in front, then lead it off track. Yeah. Now, Australia is unlike the other countries, really. <clears throat> we have our own very specific set of difficulties, our own strengths and weaknesses. One of the major weaknesses is that we are per capita the most Masonically infiltrated country on the planet. There is no aspect of life in Australia, not one, not one, ladies and gentlemen, that isn't controlled by the Masonic filth. And they built this country. This has been a Masonic stronghold from the beginning. So there you go. But the polity, the bureaucracy, the judiciary, the military, the constabulary, 
media, academia, big union, big business, every church, synagogue, mosque, log, lodge and temple, all controlled by Masons. And that's why, and the evidence is there, and I, I know I've said it a thousand times, and forgive me if I repeat myself, Keep that's going. why we are, we are degraded as a, as a, as a nation. Yeah. We are not a first world country, not even close. We, we had, until recently, we had the worst uh, abortion laws in the country, full-term abortion. Rip a baby out at the point of birth, suck out its brain, and then sell the parts. And that's legislation. So don't don't tell me uh, it's the bullshit because I had a doctor walk out of me in one presentation and go, oh, I don't believe it. I'll go read the legislation. That's at one level. So what, what sort of civilization kills its young? Point one. Then uh, we have our children being indoctrinated, being sexualized at an early age, and silence. Silence. It beggars belief. We have patiently, over four or five years now, explained and and uh, and laid out the legislation and, and tried to explain to people exactly what's been going on in this country. Yeah. And it's a big yawn. It's a big yawn. It's a big yawn. They're not interested. And so... Fast forward to today, where all of a sudden the farmers are deciding to rally in Cameron. As, as, as uh, Dave correctly pointed out, this is in the hand of the Masons. If a politician's talking, and every politician's bought and paid for, without a doubt, if they turn up with them, it just proves that the Masons are under control again. So what they'll do is they'll take control of an organisation and steer it slightly off course to make sure it's, it's no longer effective. That's what the, the freedom movement in this country has been led by. The only, the only man I trust in this freedom movement, and we're not part of the freedom movement, we're a political organisation with a political agenda. That doesn't mean we're not fighting for freedom. It's exactly what we're doing. But the only guy I trust is the other guy on the screen. That's Dave. Everybody else, to some degree, has been compromised. And that, that's been revealed. The people seem to have a short memory. Every yeah. one of them, everyone has been revealed to be compromised. Now, recently, I gave a touch-up, which is a, the Australian vernacular for recalibrating a couple of alleged freedom-fighting politicians in, in our parliament, <clears throat> and they're not. They are controlled. They only say what they're allowed to say. They'll just lean into the issues, but they never talk about the serious ones, the really serious ones. And so I gave them a touch-up, and, and everybody's now clutching their pearls and tearing their party dresses because, oh, basically he's attacking our freedom fighters. No, you're being played. These people are stooges, they're puppets, and wake up. Yeah. And now we've got the farmers with their rally. And so I gave the farmers a touch-up last night. The night or the night before, I think it might have been. I gave them yeah. a gentle touch up and I asked, I didn't swear or lose my tippy. You can go watch the video if you want to. But you know, I was asked, Why isn't Australia one uh, attending? Why isn't Australia one uh, supporting us? You should support us. And I said, Well, we don't like being played because we know who's running the show. Point number one, point number two. As I said, we're not part of the freedom movement, we're a political organization with a political objective, meaning that we think beyond our own pocketbooks. Because if you genius farmers out there want to see who's running you, ask them to give you a rundown on artificial intelligence and quantum computing and impact on farming. But they can't because they're morons. The guys running you, they're masons. They have no answer on it. So I just simply ask the question, where were the farmers when innocent people were being arrested? Where were the farmers when innocent people were being beaten by the police? Where were the farmers when men, women and children were being targeted with energy weapons? Where were the farmers on chemtrails? Where are the farmers on mRNA injections into their cattle, which we are now eating? Well, I'm not, but some people are. Yeah. Where are the farmers on chemtrails? Where are the farmers on child sex trafficking? Where are the farmers on the 28 VIP pedophiles that are being protected by uh, suppression orders? 
Where are the farmers on the housing prices? We have thousands of people around the country living in tents or their cars. Yeah. Where are the farmers on the cost of living prices in cities? So where were they? They weren't there. Now, somebody then came back, and 10 out of 10 of this, this bloke, because he's a, an ex truckie and now a farmer, and he stuck it to me. He said, I used to like this bozy bloke. I thought he was all right, but no, nah, he's, he's hitting the people. And then he admitted that, well, maybe they're late to the fight, but we should stand by them. And then he had the honesty to cry and realize that what I said was true. Because the truckies and the farmers always have this brave statement that says the truckies, we can bring the country to a standstill on a weekend. But they didn't. They had the opportunity, but they didn't. They traded the lives of the Australian people, the children, the women, for $2 something extra an hour. And I could see it on his face. The guy was ashamed. Now, at least he had the courage to put his face on camera and, and, uh, and give me a touch-up back or try to, but it was a swing and a miss. But the rest of them, where were you guys? Where were you? Oh, we work hard. We work 16 hours a day. Really? What, and the rest of us sit around and drink piss 15 hours a day, do we? Nobody works hard like a farmer, really. Is that is that correct? Is that what you really believe? See, I've heard every excuse under the sun over the last five years. I've had a thousand excuses about why people haven't stood up. You know, the truth is, we don't have a bunch of crocodile dandies out there. We've got Priscilla's queens of the desert. We've got girly men wearing a Kubras. Yep. And that's, it's just embarrassing. It is just embarrassing. And look, there's a two-step, there's a two-step, process out of this gentleman the farmers the truckies the tradies the everybody all of you people that got an excuse about why you didn't stand up years ago you didn't know well god gave you a brain use it you got 24 hours in a day just like everybody else use it mm-hmm. you know every time every time i hear an excuse there's my bride she's in a wheelchair she has ms we homeschool we're running a1 she's the chief of staff and she hasn't got the job because she's my wife because she's, she's got the job because she's like a bull terrier she doesn't let go. We work 24-7. We're up at 3 in the morning. We're up whatever time we have to. So don't give me this, I'm too busy. Yeah. But even so, let, let's 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 give the farmers and the tradies and all the other do-nothings do to say, okay, you didn't know. You're now being sucked in because you're not paying attention. We've been telling you for years. Now, do we support the farmers and everybody else? Damn right we do. But I'll tell you what, if you go to Canberra, tough. Tell you what you do. You start organising yourselves. Avoid the Masonic filth in your area. And you know who they are. You know who they are. I wasn't in Ghana, which is a town in, in New, country New South Wales during the last election, when the, the local <laughs> Masonic bigwig confronted me. And he, Dave saw the exchange. He walked up, shook my hand, and his face was pretty close to mine. Now, you know, 10 out of 10 for being stupid. <laughs> and he, and he, I'm a farmer. And this guy was the head mason. And he, he spoke to me. Like I haven't been spoken to since the first drill sergeant told me to get off the bus and stand on those two yellow footprints on the concrete. And I don't I don't take well to being wow. barked at by some Masonic filth. So I stepped closer to my my nose was probably an inch away from his. And we I didn't lose my temper. I was quite cool about the whole thing. And I put him back in his place. He hadn't been spoken like that since he you know, I hit him metaphorically harder than a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> and he wasn't used to that. Yeah. Now, these guys, I know I'm I'm going long on this, but we've got to pay attention here. You do not join the organization led by the adversary. Does it matter why you fight? Damn right it matters why you fight. Now, why does it matter why you fight? Because I'm fighting for the kids. I'm not fighting for your fucking pay packet, farmers and tradies and truckies and miners and everybody else that needs a second and third jet ski. Because that's all. If you're fighting for the money, you know what happens straight after this war when it's won? You go back to joining your little groups. You go back to your factions. You go back to fighting for 
not your, not the country and not the people, but for your wallet. That's all you're doing. That's why it's important. Why you fight. That's why the the Spartan 300 were more important than the 10,000 Arcadians. They're my boy. Mm-hmm. You need to know why you're fighting. And you've got to be fighting for Australia, not because you're a farmer, but because you're an Australian and you're fighting to save Australians. That's why it's important. I'll back the farmers. Man, I'll come down and stand side by side with you. And I won't even talk. I'll just stand there with you. But you better be doing it the right way. Up in yeah. Gunnedah, I'll tell you how frightened these farmers are. We met a number of farmers that knew what we were doing and wanted to speak to us. And we spoke to these guys. One was so terrified, we had to use our daughters. Now, picture this, to to shelter his face in case somebody saw us talking to him. My daughter's got more courage. Now, I understand you're scared because the threats, and let let me just get through this. I don't want to leave this out, and I'm sorry I'm going long, but this is really important. Oh, good. The threats that we were told about, about what the Masons do, to farmers that don't play the game. Now, where is it? Oh, wait, just bear with me. I do apologize. I've got That's right fine. Here. And I'm just going to jump in, if you don't mind, for a moment, Rick. This Go. is worldwide. Yeah, please do. So this is, when we hear about lockstep and playbook, these are not names or words or phrases that are used just as a throwaway commentary. This is literally from their playbook. This is a disseminated, organized attack on global takeover, which has been orchestrated and being built on for eons, which they've done through different societies, through different generations and different times. And they've stayed in waiting. They've built up their reserves and they've made sure that they have controlled almost everything or they have dominion over, not even a throwaway to a dominion voting systems. They have dominion over the infrastructure and the systems globally. So just take what Rick has perfectly laid out for you here, as well as Dave at an Australian level, and you can literally take the template for this and talk about New Zealand, who I was just on a Zoom with Liz Gunn in New Zealand last week, right? Pastor Arthur Pavlowski and Norman last week, Kevin Johnston running for a mayor candidate outside of Toronto, but he's living in Costa Rica because he has a religious fatwa on his head by radical Islam because he's literally connected terrorist links to Trudeau and they stabbed him seven times and smashed him with a brick over the head, getting on a plane to leave Ontario to go to Costa Rica. And he says, I've got a brass knuckle brigade for all the LGBTQ who go into our schools. And I'm literally going to tell people when I win mayor of Mississauga and I come back to Ontario, I'm announcing a brass knuckle brigade. All the police have to be six foot and tall, taller and higher, excuse me, six feet or higher. They have to, be able to light deadlift 500 pounds because I can deadlift 500 pounds and I can bench press 275 minimum. So if you you can't bench 275 like your mayor or deadlift it and you're not willing to wear carbon knuckles and whenever you see a pedophile walk into like a 52-year-old, we just had Rick in Ontario, 52-year-old man walked into a swimming change room with all 13-year-old girls naked changing. None of the parents did anything. And guess what? He was scared when a citizen reporter turned the live stream on him when he left the change room and name shamed him. He called the police and the police came and protect the pedophile. Yep. None of the parents did anything. And so Kevin John said, we have a brass knuckle brigade. And guess what? No pedophile will ever want to be in the city of Mississauga because we're going to go beat them within an inch of their life. And then we're going to go hang them up in the public square, not from a death standpoint, but literally post them there. 
And everybody will know that this man dressed up as a woman or tried to come after children. And he said, of course, if they touch the children, it's a different story. No more dragging and story time. So this is a playbook around the world. Please continue, Rick. Sorry, I, I went a little bit long on jumping in there. No, no, no. That's That was perfect, mate. Thank you so much. <clears throat> and so this playbook that Brad's talking about, here's how that's run in Australia. And the reality is that these Masonic groups do pressure farmers. Uh, and not, not, not all farmers are masons, obviously, obviously. But they press them and they're fearful. And I told you the story where we met half a dozen and uh, we had to shelter their faces with our children. Go get that. But all over the country, we've heard the same stories. They hide behind buildings and shrubs when they talk to us because they're afraid of being seen, talking to me. They get threatened by the bank. So they'll foreclose on their, their loans on their mortgage. They're forced to have a price on everything and the hoops that they need to jump through are so bloody expensive. They constantly pressure them with prices. They, they, make, they make running the farm impossible. Yeah. Um, they'll see the, the police officer in town who's definitely going to be a mason with Masonic, Masonic um, symbols outside the front of the station so they can't go to the cop Yeah. Uh, fires, these are true stories fires miraculously appear on their properties for no apparent reason Yeah. Threats in, threats in the mail will arrive, nooses are hung from trees outside their bedroom window, bright light Bright car lights shine through their windows at all hours. Their livestock mysteriously die or they get beaten up. And this is this is actual stories that have come to us from farmers. So we understand that you are frightened. We get it. But don't, don't make the matters worse by going to this Masonic politician-led protest in Canberra. My, my advice is don't. But you want to protest? You want to step up? Band together. I can understand it if you're afraid. I get it. But somebody's got to go through the door first and they get a blood nose. That's what my job has been for the last five years, publicly and, and privately, longer than that. But make sure you've got enough people around you. But you want to protest? You want to join the protest, the worldwide protest, which you must do. And this is not just the farmers. This is like the taxi drivers in Paris. They've joined the protest. The tradies, the drive, everybody's got to join in. But don't go to Canberra. If you're in New South Wales, get to a major centre. If you're close enough to Sydney, get to Sydney and bring the place to a standstill. If you're in WA, get to Perth. If you're in Queensland, get to Brisbane, get to Rockhampton, get to Townsville, get to Cairns. If you're in Victoria, get to Melbourne. If you're in Tasmania, and that's a small state, get to Hobart. Because there's some filth down there. And if you're in Adelaide, if you're in South Australia, go to Adelaide. And if you're in Darwin, sorry, if you're in the Northern Territory, go to Darwin. Start your own protest, but you've got to do it. You've got to come together. You've got to stand side by side. We'll stand with you, but not if you stand next to Masons. Yeah. It's just as simple as that, folks. This is where we bring it to an end. We've been saying this for years. There's videos. The moment we down tools, it finishes. And if you're worried about making payment, don't worry about it because your country's dead. Because you yeah. gentlemen, you farmers out there, and let me, let so in case you haven't missed my point, your ignorance, stupidity, laziness, and cowardice is costing the lives of Australian children. Stillborn babies. The birth rate in Victoria is near zero. Because you were too busy with your head up some cow's ass. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, you're about as thick as your bull. Wake up, start fighting for something other than yourself. Fight for the country. So that's why I've got no patience with you. Go to a Masonic, uh, a Masonic protest in Canberra. Think about it. Millions of Australians are going to die because people like you didn't pay attention. And when you did pay attention, you were too scared to act. Mm -hmm. and ladies and like gentlemen you want this country to survive step up 
and do it. Bring Sydney to a halt, bring Melbourne to a halt, bring Brisbane, Hobart, Adelaide, has, uh, Adelaide and Perth and Darwin to a halt and watch everyone join in. The moment we do this, we win. I said it two years ago. Nobody moved. Now is the time to move. But don't do it to the don't do it with the Masons. You are, are, are organize it yourselves. Start. Drive your tractor down the center of town and bring a whole bunch of mates with you. Okay. That's Bozy out. No, yeah. good, Rick. And I just I want to show, you know, just go a bit further. That that meeting at Gunnadar, Rick, where we met that bloke in the park and that, you know what I mean? And you know, the this crazy shit. But guys, I was on bail at the time. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't, weren't going to let me go and tour the state. I had to go to each cop shop, whatever city we went to, right? And I had to like, you know, sign in. So, um, yeah. anyway, we had a couple of black black vest guys there from the AEC. Now I'm trying to get to the police station. I can't find anyone at the police station, so I can report, right? But anyway, I guess down there we've gone the third time we've gone down there, me and Mel. And here's these two guys from the AEC, and they're at the cop shop. So then we start talking and we find out that they're ex-detectives, right? Now, these guys are ex-detectives, guys. What are they, where are they working now? Oh, the Electoral Commission to keep an eye on the people like me and Bosey out in Gunnedah. They sent these guys out to Gunnedah to keep their eye on me and Bosey because we're out there talking to people about voting for us. Mm-hmm. And it's ex-detectives that got working in the Electoral Commission, guys. Just think about it. Now, that's how deep it goes. And I met these guys at the cop shop. And they told me exactly what they were doing, the dickheads. You know? Yep. And that's what they were doing. Well, if they're not scared about that, you know, and you bring up an excellent, excellent points all the time, both of you gentlemen. When you're sitting around and you're watching other people die, there's this adage from World War II Nazi Germany, which was they came for the Jews and I did nothing and I stayed in my home. And then they came for my neighbors who spoke out against those who came for the Jews. And I did nothing and stayed in my home. And then they came for me and there was nobody to stand up for me. And what you're literally doing is showing everybody that this is the choke point, that the noose, the frog is being boiled in the water here for anybody who doesn't stand up. You know, you can look at any country in the world right now. You just look at the United Kingdom and, you know, what AJ was posting and Big Steve Forsyth just last week in the UK. You have all of these military aged males marching in the uk in jewish neighborhoods surrounded by police in the uk and they want the right to rape 11 and 12 year old girls and the cops are protecting them and the cops are protecting them and i won't even say what country that all of those men are from but they're not from the uk and what we just had again in the last two years in Alberta, because I just want to bring this in the limelight, because there was so much about Tucker. We're, I'm going to Canada. We're going to liberate Canada. It's literally one of those episodes. We're going to liberate Canada. So I talked to a number of my contacts, and some of them, they've been on the show, and some of them, they may never be on the show, may never want to come to the public limelight for their reason. And I'm like, hey, I sent them all the, the Tucker posts. I'm like, did you get a call? 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 Nobody got a call. So I respond to the Tucker Twitter X app. Hey, could you please, you know, make sure you call boom, boom, boom. Pastor Arch Pavlowski, for example, one. Nathaniel Pavlowski, for example, two. Should have called Josh Alexander. And we'll talk about that in a moment and why that's important for Australians as well. And in addition to that, Norman Traversy and a couple others. Nothing. Next thing you know, Tucker's posting from Alberta in Canada, right to the province. You guys have them territories and states. 
He's like, ah, this is Calgary speech. This is the Edmonton speech. But you have Jordan Peterson and a guy named Conrad Black, and you have Danielle Smith there, the premier, which is the president of the Alberta Corporation. As we all know, Australia is a crown corporation traded up until 2021 on the New York Stock Exchange. And then something happened after that with a Trump executive order. But it still means that it's up to us to stand up, every human being. So Tucker's on stage talking about here you have a country, and Rick pointed this out about what's going on with you Australians right now, where you can allow a baby to come to full term, murder that child as soon as it's born and suck out its brain and then harvest its organs, mostly probably going to go into the Coca-Cola and the Pepsi products that you drink between your fucking laborman's lunch or whatever, plowman's lunch, they call it. And he's saying, hey, listen, you have a country here that has murdered, euthanized 50,000 Canadians outside of the bioweapons that have been forced vaccinated, like New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and the UK, probably the worst around the world in the con- of the Commonwealth of what they did to all of us. And then on top of that, with the euthanasia, literally when that happened, a video was released with an audio file of medical staff at the hospital in Edmonton within a day or two of Tucker being there, who are coercing a 13-year-old a child in the examination room, and they have moved the parents out of the room, and they had her sign an affidavit for medical assistance and death euthanasia because she didn't feel well and she was depressed. And the parents were down the hall in the hospital. This is last week. So medical staff, doctors, and nurses, Satanists, part of that Masonic filth you hear so much, literally coerced a 13-year-old for MAID. And right now, Canada is bringing it from 16 down to 12. And they also passed UBI, universal basic income. And also in British Columbia, they passed that it's allowed on December 29th that you can have druggies roam the parks and it's free fentanyl for kids. This is in store for you, Australia, if you don't know because this has happened now. It's a reality in Canada. Free fentanyl for children. The Canadian government regime is paying for it, printing money. And on top of that, they just rolled out last week in the province of British Columbia, which again, this is the province, Vancouver, where they helped manufacture the Moderna mRNA bioweapon with help of the University of British Columbia in that lovely city of Vancouver, full of fucking Satanists. And oh, by the way, Trudeau has made billions, as we can see from the documentations, the Trudeau Foundation, as part owner of the patent, a patent that was partially owned before the COVID pandemic ever rolled out. Surprise, surprise. Now what you have in British Columbia is speculators tacked, and they have forced through, again, they just write it up like they do in Australia, and it's a reason why these two men should at least be representing all of Australia and bringing back freedom and stopping this rot. What they brought in was the speculators tax where every property owner in British Columbia last week got a notice which said, which said, speculators tax is now active under the Land Act. If any immigrant or anybody who's looking for home due to the housing crisis and you refuse to rent them the home, we will tax you. And if for a certain period of time you refuse to rent your home, then we will foreclose on your home and it will become the city, the municipality's possession. So let me just put this in a layman's terms, especially for Australians, especially for farmers. And by the way, there's a lot of fucking farmland in British Columbia. And you know that there's farmers in Abbotsford, if you know, in Delta, BC, that are standing up saying this is BS. 
But here's what that means. Those who are being imported, like Tucker Carlton said last week, Canada is importing a subcontinent on an annual basis, 600,000 refugees, refugees landing. And as soon as they leave the airport, good luck, go find something. Now under the Speculators Tax Act, they can walk up to your home. You might own your home for 25 years and raise your family there. Remember, it's a home, not a house. If you ever watch Castle, everybody, it's an Australian show. And then they can say, I want to live there. And you say, fuck no. I don't even know you. No. And they go, okay, no problem. Doot, doot, doot. Mr. Inspector, New South Wales Constable, I want to live in this home. And they refused it. Oh my God, we can't have that. They'll drive right up. They will hand you a notice. You must do it or you'll go to jail. And if you refuse and you go to jail, then they're going to take possession of your home because they just wrote <laughs> this legislation. That's what it means in British Columbia right now. Plus, they just passed. They forced through on Friday this last week compulsory vaccination for everybody in British Columbia. Compulsory. Whenever we declare, whenever we declare a pandemic or a threat, compulsory vaccination for everybody from babies on up, regardless. That's in store for you, Australia, if you don't stand up. Because Canada, the majority of Canada, is still too fucking stupid and lazy Plus, remember, we're run by the CCP and there's lockdown on the media blackout. But that's not enough of an excuse. If you can't sit around for four years and go, something's not right here. Maybe you deserve not to be a human being. Can I just jump in here? Yeah, go. Can right, I, yeah. Can, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, just uh, we've got the same issue in Oz now with uh, assisted suicide for minors. Most Australians wouldn't know that, but it's 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 because uh, when you hear that, you think, well, not in Australia. We've got it. Yep. Years ago, some years ago, the uh, medical confidence between a patient and a doctor, the age was lowered to 14. And so that, that your 14-year-old can go to uh, the doctor and that uh, you have no right as a parent to know what the doctor is saying or doing to your child. And that slipped through. And nobody said anything. Nobody said a word. Anyway, let me just, just in relation to what you're talking about there, can I just quickly share screen? I just want to put this up. Oh, but yes, I want absolutely. people to look at it so they can read the bloody thing yep. um, and drill it into their heads. Good to go. Because, thank you. Tell me if you can see that. Not yet? Not yet. No. Oh, okay, right, let's try again. Here we go. That's better. Coming in. If a people cannot defend their claim to sovereignty against all manner of threats, whether military, economic, or cultural, can they truly regard themselves as a sovereign nation? Great point. I'm going to read it again. Get this into your head, folks. Sovereignty. If a people cannot defend their claim to sovereignty, if you can't defend it, because I can tell you this, no piece of parchment ever stopped a musket ball. If you can't defend your sovereignty against a matter of all manner of threats, military, economic, or cultural, can they truly regard themselves as a sovereign nation? Now, if you're not a sovereign nation, folks, ha, what are you? You're cattle. Why do you think the U.S. Second Amendment is so important? Yep. You must be able to defend yourself just because somebody comes to your door with a piece of paper. And I've had this several times. I've had the cops swing past and try to harass us. And, you know, <laughs> didn't work out well for them. It wasn't pretty. But if you can't defend yourself, then you're not sovereign. 
Now you can you can talk about sovereignty, and, and this is a big issue. I'm about to finish a piece on it, and you can dive into it whether you agree or not. Fine. But basically, your sovereignty—you have the right to what? Your life. You have your right to your liberty. You have your right to your property. You have the right to live your life without interference with others, as long as you don't interfere with them. But more than that, you have the right. To, you are the source of human laws. Very quickly. Divine law, natural law, human law. Now, it's all God's law. God created everything. We get it. But there's divine law, right and wrong. Yeah. That's, that's, up to the, that's up to the big fella. You don't get to claim right and wrong. Not at that universal level. Natural law. You didn't set the time of the sun coming up or the tides going in or out. You've got to live with that. You didn't set the, the seasons. You can't give yourself three winters and because you like skiing or three summers because you like watching the grass grow. No. You've got to live within a set of laws. And under that, you've got human law. And what's critical for everybody listening to this and everyone around the planet to realize you are the source of all human law, every one of us. Now, in certain countries that aren't Christian, that doesn't quite work because you have hierarchies like the Hindu religion. The Brahmins are on top, the untouchables down the bottom, and it doesn't matter how much the untouchable works, they'll never get above that, that station in life. Or Muslims with Islam. You're either Muslim or you're not. You're haram. You are you are less than an animal you're useful but you're an animal or judaism where you're goyim so mm. thankfully we are a christian country we work on the principle that we all have that divine spark in all of us gift from god we are the source of human law we get to decide whether the speed limit is 50 kilometers an hour or 60 that's not god's job <laughs> god's left that up to us ladies and gentlemen please burn this into your mind you are, regardless of your age, your weight, your the color of your skin, the God you pray to in this country, in Canada, in the Christian countries around the world. Yep. You are equal in the sight of God and equal in the sight of the law. That's how it should be. Why? Because you are sovereign. You are the sources of law, human law. And you tell them what you want. The farmers, for example, need to tell their representatives what they want, not sit there like the sheep and be told what to do and when to turn up to the slaughterhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, each and every one of us has the power to do this. Each and every one of us has to be a leader, as Brad said. Every one of us does. It's not something you can outsource anymore because we're here because we've outsourced all this. We trusted somebody else to do it. Well, that was a that was a bloody mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. You must defend your claim to sovereignty. You must have must defend it. You must fight for it. And if you if needs be, and I'm not talking about pulling out a gun now, although I can understand some people will be sorely tempted. Thankfully, that's being taken care or taken care for us. You know, the tribulation of war, that's somebody else's job. Our job is the great labors of peace to rebuild the nation. And one of the first things that we're going to get into everybody's heads, your heads, your kids' heads, your grandkids' heads, they are sovereign they are the source of human law they tell their elected representatives what they want anyway i just wanted to get that out there uh because well those said. farmers and everybody else you are the power get together the masons only understand force that's why they have those ridiculous oaths that's why they threaten you with awful stuff well i'll tell you what <laughs> you don't walk up within six inches of me and, and think you're going to get away with it phil so all you people up at Ganada. Band together, turn your back on the Masons because you outnumber them. You outnumber them. This is the time to stand up. Is it going to be pretty? No. 
but this is how wars are won, folks. It's not a it's not a twenty three minute commercial half hour where the good guy wins. No, we fight, we win, they lose. Bozzi out. Get her done. Outstanding. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Done. Pass the ammunition. I just wanted to pat, put that in there. Nineteenth yeah. century adage, right? The the most feared people that we're not trying to be fear make people fear us are Christians because why? Well, we even pray for our enemy, and we sit here and go, we are prepared. I mean, from a prep standpoint, you got your water, you got all your food, all that kind of stuff. I mean, Polish Ukrainian grandparents, my dad was born on the farm in Saskatchewan. Everything was prepared. We had extras. But also, they knew how to fight in case you came at them, but they never led themselves to fight. They're ready to be defense. And they would also make sure that they stood up for honor. Praise Lord, pass the ammunition, 19th century. In the Canadian Army, it was called get her done. You know, when they tried in World War One in trench warfare to say, we were going to have British officers take care of those Canadian troops. They said, nah, we got our Canadian officers and they turn around. This is literally documented. And they said, all right, gents, here's the thing. NCOs, sergeants, gather your corporals, master corporals and privates. That's the objective over there. This is what we got. The lieutenant, second lieutenant or the captain would leave. They would say, get her done. And that's where get her done came from. And so guess what? You're hearing from these two men. Australia goes for the rest of the world. Get her done. Praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Dave. Yeah, just to go back to what you were talking about, I put it on the show last night, and this is what we've all got coming at us, guys, all right? Unless we do stand up. You know, I was on a space with some um, whistleblowers from the border yesterday that just stood up and started yeah. talking about what was going on, all right? That was crazy, man. I, I I couldn't believe the position these guys were put into, but they've stood up, you know what I mean? And they've come out. But, you know, yesterday there was breaking news, a Montana child, um, Montana's Child Protective Services yeah. has been accused of forcibly transporting a 14-year-old yeah. girl from her family in Montana yeah. to Wyoming for gender transition treatment, leading to a complete revocation of her parents' custody. So the parents didn't want to agree, guys, so they just took the child, moved it in a state, all right, to do the transition. You know, you, you've got to wake up to what they've been doing behind the scenes, guys, all right? They already have this stuff ready to roll in Australia. They're bringing them out at midnight, guys. All right, what we do, What were they doing on Australia Day? <laughs> you know what I mean? They were passing laws, guys, and doing stuff while, you know, we were out, uh, yeah, watching the tennis, doing what we're doing. So, yeah, eventually... You know, and I just hope it's sooner than later because, guys, the, the further down this road we get, the harder it gets to pull your foot out of the mud. You just understand that? You know what I mean? The tighter the grip that it gets on you. So, yeah, we're um we're pretty adamant in Australia that, you know, we just got to go, Brad. But that's why I'm spending so much time doing three spaces a night, five shows a night, getting on spaces during the day, you know what I mean, to get us around the world, you know what I mean, get everyone united. And it's working. You know, we got a lot of stuff happening. We got a lot of places we go to, and everyone's coming together around the world. Now we got the Irish tractors and that in. You know what I mean? They've started kicking up. And um, yeah, don't don't fuck with the Irish man. I tell you, I fought one of them once. Uh, fucking hell, these guys are crazy. You know, they're tough as <laughs> shit, mate. So yeah, don't muck around with the Irish. But the Irish have stepped in now. You know, yeah. and um, yeah. So it's all going. It's just a matter of getting our our lazy ass Australians, and that's where we are, man. You know, they just, they, they can see it all happening, but no one's prepared to go, okay, let's have a look what's going on. But 
again, Rick, the amount of people I'm getting coming into my show or our show, you know, stop the rot. And the amount of people that are coming to my Facebook and their old friends and that around Wollongong too, you know, and i got to keep deleting people out of my Facebook so I can take more people in because I'm on 5,000 on me personal. And um, <laughs> every time I do a delete, I tell you, there's people coming in from around my area that want to friend yeah. me. You know what I mean? So that yeah. again tells me that yeah. the litmus paper is, uh, it's acting, it's acting out there, Rick, but now we've yep. got to get them from where they are to coming on board to activate them without blowing their head off their frigging shoulders with all the information we have. That's the issue. Yeah, no, we picked up um, after that piece of camera that um, the, the, the summers didn't like, we picked up a thousand new followers. <laughs> <laughs> Within a few hours, another thousand people went, hey, I like the sound of this. Uh, so you're exactly right. And look, do people need to be recalibrated in a very direct way? Damn right they do. I feel a bit like a, bit like a drill sergeant with some new recruits in front of me. I really do. You're going to sit down, shut up, listen to what I've got to say, and by the end of this process, you're going to be better than you ever were. And so, look, I'm happy to play that role. I'm not here to be loved. You know, I'm, going to, I'm good. Three yep. wives, I've had enough loving. I'm okay. But we got a country to save, and uh, it'll be unpleasant for a bit. But once again, by the end of this process, once you take a hold of your future, because you can do it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, you can do it. It's in you. Nobody's got to give it to you. This protest, how do you do a, how do you do a protest? <laughs> Get half a dozen people and turn up. I remember giving a talk on the steps of the uh, the state parliament in Adelaide, South Australia, speaking on, this is back in 2000 and, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that, for father's rights in, in the, uh, the divorce courts. Big banner. Must have been about 10 metres long and about a metre high. Printed it out, blew out the, uh, the cartridges in my printer at home. Uh, to get that up, taped it up, stood there with a microphone, and guess how many people turned up? Squat, zero, bupkis, none. <laughs> and what did I do? Did I walk away with my tail between my legs? No. Nah. I yeah. belted it out to St. George's Terrace, which is the street that it's on, and I just did what I had to do, and nobody turned up, and I didn't care. So how do you do a protest, you farmers, you truckies, you cab drivers, everybody, bring the country to a standstill, because you'll be surprised how quick it's going to work. Yeah. You do that on day one, day two, you're going to get everything you want. That's how Correct. quick this is, folks. You're not going to starve there because they are terrified. As I've said once before, yeah. there you go, just stand up. Mm -hmm. As I've said before, you do a protest and a 1,000 turn up, you've got a problem because they haven't got enough. 10,000 turn up, the cops have got a problem because they've got to manage this crowd now. 100,000 turn up, the pollies are now worried. A million turn up, you win. So just turn up, get on your tractor, drive down to the front of your state parliament house or wherever you are, and just block the traffic and make sure you've got enough. And when the cops turn up, you'll be polite and sweet and whatever, and maybe you can't, the turning circle doesn't quite work and you can't quite get out enough and you get more and more and more. Now, you want evidence that the coppers will back off? There was a, on Australia Day, of all days, Australia Day, and it was the day, the 26th of January, it was the day that Australia formally separated from the UK and we became Australians rather than British subjects. Had nothing to do with Captain Cook landing in 1770. Had nothing to do with Governor Arthur Phillip landing in 1788. And yet we had allegedly, and I, and I, I don't doubt the numbers here, 10, 15,000, maybe more, uh, free Palestine and Aboriginal activists that wanted to burn Australia to the ground. Now, a gentleman turned up with an Australian flag over his shoulders, over his head or whatever, for Australia Day. The, clop, the cops turned up and arrested him for incitement. Why? Oh, well, because he might piss off 100,000 or 10,000 uh, people that don't agree with him. Now, 
I can understand the logic of what the coppers are trying to do. Please, sir, can you step aside? Because, you know, these people are, are hard to control and could end up ugly. But they didn't do that. They actually gave him a ticket or arrested him or, or charged him or whatever they did. Yeah. So you turn up with 10,000. You turn up with 10,000, 100,000. Guess who's going to win? You. That's yeah. how it works. Because there aren't enough cops in this country to stop you. There are not enough cops in this country to stop you. And the politicians, man, they're still waiting for the spine donors. Turn up in numbers, big numbers, big, big, big numbers. Everybody get together. As I said, the farmers, the tradies, the miners, the cab drivers, the, the Uber drivers, the, the, the window washers. It doesn't matter what you do. Turn up. Yeah. Bring it to a halt and we win within 24 hours. Like, it's go, on, just happen. go on from there It'll for a minute, happen. Rick. Is don't forget, guys, in Australia, we already won this once. Yep. All right. And you had some dickhead leaders down there that told you all to go home. We had it, guys. We had it. If we didn't get infiltrated by some Muppets, absolute the McCabe's munchkins, all right. If they didn't get to do what they'd done, guys, we had that down there. All right, but you's got you're in a war, right? And you's got sucked in. And I'm not having to dig out you for it. I'm just telling you the friggin' basic truth. All right, they sent you home. They had the big stage. We got pushed off to a little stage, me and Bozy, where we had the big stage down there in the first instant. Till Craig Kelly and his forty thousand dollar stage rocks down and goes, "Ah, oh, yous can get out of here. We'll take over this." And then they got you all, guys. All right, they got you. They got everybody. Right? They sent you home and they fucked it. Don't let them do it this time. That's why no. me and Rick are out now what, saying what we're saying. Because we're coming to a time now where you can win it, guys. But I tell you what, you get infiltrated again. You let these guys back in like they're trying to do now. Introduce Christian Mack back in that stole, you know, how many hundred thousand dollars out of the freedom movement. And, and here they are wanting to put their arm around him and bring him back in. Why? Because all assets are deployed, guys. The born identity. Think about the movie. All assets are deployed. It is on for young and old. So be smart out there, folks. All right, and I can tell you, me and Bozy ain't pulling your friggin' leg. All right, because we wouldn't be doing it the way we were doing it. If we were pulling your leg, mate. We'd be getting money off you every fucking week to live our lifestyles and float around like these other fuckers, right, and do whatever they do around the country. It was not fucking unite people. It's fucking fill their pockets. So wake up. We've been telling you for a while, and look, all I'm not talking to my crowd and Rick's crowd. They know, all right? But the rest of you people that are waking up, right, there is some bad elements out there, guys, and come into this war with a friend. He's called God. He gives you discernment. Don't enter the war without him. That's what I'll tell you. If you're not got him, stay away because it's his war. You did right. You're right. You did right, Dave. Um, the A1 crowd, we, we've got tens of thousands of stout-hearted Spartans and they're out there every week doing what they need to do. They are just absolute champions. The A1 family, just like Dave sacked a uh, lot, stopped the rot, sacked the lot family. They're bloody brilliant people. And it's I know it's only anecdotal evidence, but the number of people are wandering up to me now. And I'll just be what was I doing yesterday? I was waiting out the front of one of the you know uh, a shop getting some food for dinner, and a gentleman walked up. Ah, oh, g'day mate, how are you going? And a bit of a chat, and then I'm down the beach, a bit of a chat, and you know it's just. Everywhere I'm going, people are beginning to recognize A1. That's the important part because there's so many of us out there, tens and tens and tens of thousands of supporters out there. And they're good people doing tough work. And I tell you what, they work hard too. And some of them don't even work because they're they're being they're, they're living in um they're living on the street and yet they still turn up. So no excuses. 
No excuses, folks. I'm telling you, no excuses. My wife's in a wheelchair, homeschooling, blah, blah, blah. She gets to work, so can you. I don't mean to put a finger in your face, but I'm putting a finger in your face. There's no excuse. Make the time. Make the time. Turn up. Do what you've got to do. Join the army. Join my army. Join Dave's army. Join your own army. Build your own army. Don't care. Could bring Australia to an absolute standstill. Clog the city centre. And when people complain, you say, well, the other people got through. Just stand up to them. Just say no. And by the way, they have no authority. If, if, if you're worried about the legalese of all of this, the police are not police. They are members. They work for a corporation. They're like Walmart security. Just because they have an impressive badge and gun doesn't give them any authority. Now, they can hurt you. Don't get me wrong. And they probably will because that's what they are. They're cowards. And I've put the offer out there several times. In fact, we should have a, we should have a little bout, Dave, you and me. We'll tell the coppers to put their gun and badge down and we'll do a tag team. We'll even charge money and raise raise some raise some funds for the for the for the, the poor. But that'd be funny, but they won't because they're cowards, because unless they've got a gun and a badge, they run. Yeah. They are cowards. They can't handle themselves. Go on, jump up, up a couple of guys that can't handle themselves. But be careful. Dave Dave knows Dave knows how to fight, and I fight differently. You won't get to the fucking ring. Because that's how special <laughs> we don't turn up, we don't turn up at the appointed time and place. We take out the bus on the way to the oval. Exactly. So be very fucking careful, gentlemen, in the police farce. You behave yourselves. And when these cities start getting clogged, you stand back and say, where you go, sir, just like you do for the Muslims and every other fucking stupid group of lunatics that you accommodate because of your Masonic filth orders. Mm -hmm. But when we come out in numbers, everybody that war that's uh, every copper in this country is going to spend time behind bars. Just about every one of you. Might not yep. be long. But it'll be long enough. Nobody gets away this time. Yep. And that's why I opened with Gomburu. And that's what's really important for every country in the world, for every municipality, every province, territory, or state, and every country, really a corporation acting as a country, is everybody gets taken down to be investigated and then vetted to inform the rest of the public they were or they were not complicit. They were or were not derelict in their duties. They were or were not committing treason, sedition, crimes against humanity, crimes against children. And what you've also just heard with these gentlemen, and I flashed the book, this is the third time now, Just Stand Up, Lee Dundas, who is on a round table uh, that I was blessed to host with Rick, and then Lee Dundas and Pastor Padlowski, and I think it was Michael Jekyll or Dr. Jalen Harper. Sometimes I get mixed up with the round tables I do with all you students. And she, she <laughs> formulated... The very first farmer stand-up protest in Thailand, in Bangkok, many years ago, when she was in the Thai-Malay border fighting the radical Islamic terrorist groups who were trafficking children, and 300 times a, a year, IEDs were going off in these towns, and that's where she was living. She said, I felt safer living there than I do living in California right now. And what she organized for all the farmers against the Thailand government, if you everybody remembers the footage from many years ago, especially the Aussies will, that, hey, the police were beating everybody in the streets of Thailand. She goes, listen, you bring in the farmers, those are tanks. You just park them on the runways at the airport. You bring the runway at the Bangkok International to a close, you'll get what you want. Two days later, the government gave in to every single demand. And then those started resigning from the government who brought that tyranny on. So this has worked, and we've seen it working elsewhere. Deutsch, Dutch farmers in the summertime, Canadian Freedom Convoy, what happened with Epic, 
things start, they start stepping back. They give some breathing space, but guess what? They came back in. The next wave of the Satanists came in. The minions came in and they're trying with controlled opposition to just rightfully so, as Rick pointed out, jump in front of the train and do the switch up ahead and steer it off the track enough so that controlled opposition redirects everybody. Not this time. It's all up to us. Gone, Baru. We stand up and we don't stop until you get everything you want, which includes then the open investigations and task force appointed by the people. No politician who ever, 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 ever is standing here today in any country should be part of appointing a task force for investigation. It needs to come from the people, people who don't know each other from different walks of life in different parts of the country or the municipality. One minute, people from one municipality are helping investigate the other and vice versa. So you don't have any of these familial ties or family ties or these bonds and you attempt to do it and then everything is in the open. Like I said, you investigate them. You either prove them a part of criminality or not and then they're welcome to come back to whatever they were doing before that. Likely they're not going to survive that. And I don't mean it from a lifestyle standpoint. They might just go, I'm done because so many of them are complicit. And I'll just add one more point, gentlemen, because I grew up in a Commonwealth, Canada. You're both in a Commonwealth in Australia. And so many things are the same, right? Playbook, lockstep, whatnot. So as you've already mentioned, Rick, right, to remind the Australian people that the Australian Crown Corporation, it's a business that was traded on the New York Stock Exchange up until New York Stock Exchange 2021, which had an annual prospectus. I don't know if you all caught that because you are the shadow. It's cattle with an H. It's a CH, shadow that are traded on a stock exchange where the bankers, the city of London and the Vatican are making money off of you unknowingly on your social security or social insurance numbers, depending on what you call it. And as a result of that, you are a corporate bond to the Australia corporation. And then if you're in New South Wales or Canberra, or you're up in the Northern Territories, or you're in Canada, the province of Ontario, like we proved last week without a shadow of doubt, the province of Ontario, again, is a subcorporation underneath the Canada corporation. The province of Ontario as a business company has sub-companies called municipalities. So in their charter bylaws called the Ontario Municipal Act, you gentlemen will love this because we posted it. Norman did all the digging. He went, here's section 17, which is a lovely number, but they made this up years ago. Section 17 of the Province of Ontario Municipal Act states, no municipalities shall ever charge a tax. That's section 17A. And it's still on the sovereign soul. And I'm happy to send that over to you guys because I'm sure your people would love to hear this that they're being railroaded financially. Section 17B says, no municipality in Ontario, any city, shall ever go into debt. And then the third part of the section says, no municipality shall ever give or receive loans. So we stated, we said, hey, anybody who's a Canadian here, knows somebody in Ontario, you can at least march into your mayor's office, the county, the city treasurer's office in the municipality, and also the city councilor's office. And anybody that's been charged and paid tax, and anybody you know that's paying them and they've went into debt and or has given loans, literally right there, that's criminal fraud. Start an investigation on it and get your seven years of tax back. Because people yep. are, you know, bitching and for good reason. Hey, I, I don't have money. I might be going on. Guess what? 
they couldn't have done it, but they did. And you just didn't know about it. We just showed it. So I bet that'll also inspire some people to that. Hey, they knew about it. So there's your criminal fraud. And you got them on so much, right? Made biotech weapons and whatnot. Everybody needs to stand up. But once again, to be sovereign, and this is not a shtick calling it the sovereign soul show. It's done by design. I designed the show on purpose where there's a heart in the O in sovereign. And then if you move over here, the I is Archangel Michael's sword, ready to defend thyself should any any come after you. And then over here in the O, you have the tree of life, literally designed by God. And of course, we got the bling Buddha, right? He's firing red pills from his nine mil with a Punisher tattoo on his left breast to save the children. So ladies and gentlemen, your body, mind, and spirit are sovereign. You've been divinated and created by God in thine own image. So fucking march as if you are a God and stand up because you are an image of God. And in Sanskrit, Aramaic, and Hebrew, God's signature is in your DNA. So you are a part of God. And ask yourself this tonight. If you're not standing up, would God be happy with your choice to go to sleep and turn a blind eye to evil? Because Dr. Martin Luther King has a quote about that too. Final comments from you gentlemen. We'll wrap the show and I'll get this recording over to you to post. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, final Dave. comments is, yeah, yeah. Thanks again, Brad, for getting us on. It's been too long, mate. We're all flat out, but that just shows that, um, yeah, we're all doing our bit, guys, and we're doing as much as, as we can. All right, here. Okay, but um, are you doing as much as you can? Probably would be my words, you know what I mean? And guys, we're just asking honest questions now. Are you doing as much as you can do? Because I tell you what, I know the position of that guy there, right, sitting beside me, all right, about what he's in at the moment in this war and where he is and what the cabal's done to him, you know what I mean? And we don't talk about our personal, you know, when we get locked in corners and we're copping the copping the, the pounding guys, all right, but we all are, believe me. This guy down here, guys, could you... um? Could you run a family, look after a wife in a wheelchair, feed two young kids, plus a guy who's um, a son who is three times the size of Rick, you know, in appetite, keep the house clean, do all the housework, do the shopping, run A1, write the, uh, you know, the forward, uh, forward, whatever you want to call them for the country when we get our constitutional convention going, you know, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm not blowing, you know, but put yourself in Rick's position. What, what, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, you're getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to help your wife go to the toilet when she's having a bad night. Maybe goes twice that night. She's in a wheelchair. She can't even get to the toilet. How's your life, guys? I'm just wondering. You know, you just finished jet skiing down the coast with your caravan and your family, have you? While some of us have just been fighting a war on your behalf. It's time to call the real shots, guys. It's time to ask the real questions. What are you doing? Because I know that the other people on this screen sitting here with me, man, they're doing all they can do and they can't do much more, guys. So, you know, let's share the load, eh? Let's get out there and do it. Because like Rick said, the sooner you get into your capital cities, you know, like they just said in Thailand, as soon as they shut down Bangkok Airport, <laughs> they got everything yes. they want. We've got a few airports, guys. I'm not telling you to go and shut them down. I'm yeah. just telling you to think outside the box, all right? They are stealing your life. They have killed your family. They have poisoned yep. you in every aspect that they can poison you in. All right, from your clothing to your food, to your sunshine, to your water, to everything, to your mind, to your soul. Even the new cars now, guys. We got a higher car here at the moment. All right. And I jumped in it the other day to been out in the sun. And I tell you what, I had to jump back out, Rick. The gas that that car had sitting in it, man, from what they're building the interiors with, took my breath away. 
they're poisoning you with your car interiors in the heat too, kids. I guys, I can tell you. Yeah. All your soft play underneath your kids, um, your kids' playgrounds. We now know we've got the uh, things. It's causing leukemia. All right, in the heat, when the gases are coming off the playgrounds because they're making it out of shit materials, they done it to kill you. Every aspect of your life, guys, they've got you. So don't you think it's about time to go fuck off? I'm not having any more in an Australian way. I'll leave it there, Rick. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, mate. Beautiful, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what I'd like to, I'd like to finish off, uh, Brad, with your indulgence. There's a song called I Am Australian. Oh, yeah. Lovely Claire Woodley uh, sang it. Yep. Venus and i got to tell you, folks, this is what the country used to be, and that's this is what the country is going to be again. And let's just finish off reminding every Australian what what we're trying to create, what we want to be. Yeah. Once we get rid of this Masonic filth, we stand up, stand shoulder to shoulder, fighting the right enemy for the right reasons. We're going to be fine. So let me just um, let me just get this up, and then uh, once it's done, Brad, thank you so much for having us on. Uh, you can wrap it up straight after this is done. But thanks so much, mate. You're an absolute champion. Looking forward to having a quiet lemonade with you one day. And Dave, <laughs> definitely. Amen. Amen. Okay. Tell me when you've got a black screen in front of you. Black you screen's it? in front, and it's just loading the video, Rick. Okay. Here we go. Can you hear that? Yep. yep. I came from the dream time, from the dusty red soil plains. I am the ancient heart, the keeper of the plains. I stood upon the rocky shores I watched the tall ships come For 40,000 years I've been The first Australian I came upon the prison ship Bowed down by iron chains I fought the land Endured the lash and waited for the rains I'm a settler, I'm a farmer's wife On a dry and barren run A convict, then a free man I became Australian Stories. I'm a singer of songs 
I am Albert Namatira And I paint the ghostly gums I'm Clancy on his horse I'm Ned Kelly on the run I'm the one who lost Matilda I am Australia just trading Brilliant. messages with claire woodley bruce's daughter who sang yeah. i am australian at epic claire woodley in melbourne god bless gentlemen thank you so much god bless everybody for tuning in here wherever you see it hit the like button share it get the message out we all need to unite around the world this helps thank thanks you world. hey dear soul if you know anybody who needs deep healing has pain hard time sleeping stay tuned for these messages from colonel chuck sellers the former deputy commander of delta force it is powerful and literally may help change your life to revitalize energy activate stem cells and live younger reverse aging i'm telling you did i Michelle will tell you because she watches me, okay? So, you know, you saw me, Brad, yeah. that time when my back was so bad. You remember we were yep. you were here. Yep. And you said, this is, we got to do something. Well, the, I had a, my left, my Robin, my left knee is destroyed. I mean, it's it's uh, totally rebuilt and then five operations. But you have to tell about your back. And, and my back, my back is a, is a, uh, it's a disseminated idiopathic skeletal hyperostosis dish disease, which is a degenerative back disease that's genetically passed down. But what it leads to is total calcification of the spine. And, and so jumping out of airplanes just made it come quicker. Yeah, I didn't know that I had it until <laughs> until 2002 yeah. after I'd been in the army for 24 years. Wow. And um jumping and all of the parachute jumping and the opening shock and everything so when i was what 48 when i got out something like that 
and one application of the patch later. We went to a rodeo on Saturday, our first day. Literally, we went to a rodeo on Saturday. <laughs> and it was maybe six to seven hours, and he wasn't slumped over, and he could no handle it. No pain. It was like it pretty was, incredible. That was the first day. That was your first day wearing them. That was the first day. One. Wow. That was it's, the first day on. We're, the, we're yeah, only doing. Are you wearing X39 too, or just Ice Wave? No, just no, Ice just Wave right now. The way we did it, I just have, I've only done the we're Ice Wave. Yes. I, all I have used so far is the Ice Wave, the two patch thing. And um, I, I'm doing it, uh, I find, just over three days now, I find that where I needed, I did try it on the behind the neck. The first day but was here. What really would, where it helps is put it right on where it really hurts is in my lower back across the pelvis. And I put it on the spine there and then down on my lower left leg. Down the top of the foot so, the first day. So it goes through the bad knee. Yeah. That's it now. But I, since I put these things on, th that's how I feel. I mean, I'm walking straight. I'm not limping. Hey, you divine lions and lionesses, you amazing sovereign souls. Look at this. Powerful, affordable X39 patches help regenerate your stem cells. These were developed for Navy SEALs. Burns up to 500 calories, acts like a wearable med bed on your body. So you get to wear your natural wellness daily. Order X39 now at catchthelifewave.com. There's Monday to Friday phone support, so you can go there. There's Zooms, and there's a 100% 90-day money-back guarantee at catchthelifewave.com. The X39, there is nothing else like it. Help activate stem cells, reverse aging, and rejuvenate your life at catchthelifewave.com. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.